1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
2: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today, that's Shopify.com/system.
3: America is going COVID crazy again, just in time for the holidays. And someone asked Kamala Harris a real question, and boy, she did not like it. This is Rob Smith. Is problematic. America, 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 it is the holiday season. Time for turkey, too much shopping, too much drinking, too much food. And now, in what is sure to become an annual holiday tradition, going completely insane about the coronavirus all over again and partying as if it is March of 2020. So, if you guys um, have been listening to me over the past couple of weeks, you know that I just came back from New York City. So, I spent a week in New York City, sort of, um, you know, I did Outnumbered, I did Gutfeld, um, saw a couple of shows, saw a couple of friends, all of that stuff. And by the way, problematics, um, every time I talk about having gone to New York City or every time um, I share stories from New York City or something like that, there's somebody that has to be like, oh, are you vaxxed or don't you have to be vaxxed to show me the card or blah, 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 problematics, I'm not going to tell you whether I'm vaxxed or not. I, it is literally my own personal private health information, um, and I, I think that I just have to be clear that I have never been against the vaccine. I've never been a against the vaccine for a single solitary moment. I have always, always, always been against vaccine mandates. Um, so that's where I lie on that side of the equation. So not going to go there. So not going to talk about whether I'm vaccinated or not. Um, But anyway, so back to New York and back to the COVID insanity. So I was lucky enough to see the Rockettes, the Radio City Rockettes. Um, Interesting show, a little campy. But I, I was lucky that I got in when I did because all of a sudden there are all of these breakthrough cases that are happening in New York City now with the coronavirus and the new variant or whatever. And these are happening within people that are vaxxed and boosted and Everything else that you need to be, and so now everybody in New York City is 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 freaking out. I had tickets to the Michael Jackson Broadway musical. That got canceled. Um, the the Rockets got canceled. Uh, you know the rest of their shows through Christmas. Like literally, I think the day after I saw it. So everybody is freaking out because there's obviously um, a new wave of the coronavirus hitting New York City, and. There's a lot of things going on here. And I talked to a friend of mine who um is a very high-level finance person in New York City. And she really clued me into kind of the absurdity, uh, the absurdity with which they are treating coronavirus in New York City at this point. Because at this point, um, when you walk through the streets of New York City, you would think that it was March 2020. There are people, there are lines um waiting uh, of people waiting to get tested for coronavirus that are literally around the block in some places there's the mobile vans um there's the the places where they t- it's just there's lines of people getting tested everywhere there are people that walk in the streets with masks on outside you do not see this anywhere else guys in America. And I went from New York City to Phoenix for the Turning Point event. Now I'm back in Florida. These are things that you just do not see anywhere else, but you see them in New York. And and I have a couple of theories about this, but I want to tell you what my friend, um, who is a very high level finance person in New York City, told me. And this is what she says. She says that the requirements for testing in New York City, for testing for coronavirus are so stringent and so insane, it puts people in this constant state of hysteria. So somebody's somebody is testing all the time. Somebody is always coming positive. Are coming up, you know, coming down with coronavirus, testing positive for coronavirus. And so when that happens, then all of the people around them have to quarantine and then everybody has to go home again. And it just literally starts repeating itself over and over and over again. It is this mass hysteria that New York City is still existing in, in this state. We're going, we're almost two years into this, guys. And so, you know, people are still testing, things are still getting canceled, people are still going absolutely crazy about this. And if you've noticed, um, I don't know if you've watched a whole lot of CNN lately, but the coronavirus tracker is back. It is back like like it never left. And so I've got to say, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, I'm not a stupid person, um, and I'm not a, a crazy person, it seems as if. Every time there's some big setback among Democrats, and like this is what happened with the Build Back Better plan, right? So that is just not happening. Um, Joe Manchin's over it, and I told you a little bit about that last week. And there's some stuff that came up uh, with Joe Manchin, and in the and you know the the circular firing squad of the Democrats attacking each other. And I'll get into that next segment. But it seems as if every time. There is some major setback with Democrats, whether we all know inflation's out of control. We all know the border's out of control. Um, we all know the Build Back Better plan is, is dead. Uh, we know that Joe Biden is not, you know, um, fulfilling one of his campaign promises, which was to eliminate at least $10,000 um, of student loan debt um, to these leftist brats who think it's the taxpayer's responsibility to pay off um, their gender studies degree from Brown. <laughs> you know, so none of these things are happening. And every time there is just a disaster that happens in the White House, I swear to God, we start, there, just another wave of coronavirus hysteria starts. Now, this time, you know, we're talking about the Omicron variant. And, and, you know, look, the Omicron variant is allegedly more contagious, but not at all. It's just not fatal. At this point, these people are playing a game. Fauci and Biden and all of these leftist politicians, all of these Democrats, these people are playing a game. These people are distracting from their utter failures with the coronavirus. And like clockwork, the people in the big cities gobble this stuff up. And it's not just New York. Now look the uh, like the LA events are being canceled, and the Palm Springs International Film Festival is being canceled, and all the movie premieres are being canceled, and all these other things. So these people are just going into this second wave of hysteria again. And the thing about it is, is that these people are now doing, literally, they are doing these same things that have not worked for two years. You know what did work? The way DeSantis treated Florida. By... Protecting the elderly and protecting the people um, that are the most susceptible to really getting hit hard by coronavirus and not locking down and not keeping Florida in this permanent state of hysteria that it seems as if the rest of the country still wants to live in. And so this hysteria, by the way, this stuff is spreading to different cities. Now, the mayor of Boston now it used to just be this vax mandate stuff. Um, this was kind of just a New York City thing. Um, I am not entirely sure if, if LA did it. I do not know that they did. But now the Boston mayor, this woman named Michelle Wu, the new, new the new mayor of Boston, has just announced a vaccine mandate for restaurants and gyms and sports venues, and now she's requiring city employees to get vaxxed and all of this other stuff. And so at this point, you have to understand number one that at this point when you are electing Democrats you are voting for these things. You are voting for this control. You are voting for these mandates. And second of all, you have to realize that at this point, these people are playing a game. And at this point, it is becoming not about public safety or public health or any of this other stuff. It is becoming about control even more so. The longer this goes on and the further they push it, the more and more it is about, can they control you? So I can pop in and out of New York City um, you know, and wear a mask to go to a Broadway show or whatever. Um, I don't really care about that. I do not live in that city. Um, I'm not planning. I was planning on maybe going back half time. But now with this stuff, I just don't see an end to this there. But now this is getting to the point where these people are seeing how far they can push you. These people are seeing how much they can control. And what it is going to do, it it is going to accelerate the decline of these cities, of these once great cities. So these mandates and all this stuff is destroying culture in New York City. It is destroying um, traveler money, tourism dollars, because New York City was insanely I mean, there were just people everywhere. So, you know, you've got that stuff. There's just a lot of stuff going on here. And I do not know that this is going to end. Apparently, Joe Biden's going to make another speech and they say it's not about lockdowns again. But at this point, and this person is, he's saying there's going to be a winter of destruction and death for the people that are unvaccinated. Again, demonizing people that do not choose to get this vaccine. And also, this never seems to quite explain why people who are vaccinated and double boosted are still coming down with coronavirus. So this is not something that is ever going to end, I do not think. I think the only thing we can do as a country is to learn how to live with it. And coming up, I'm going to share with you, this is the king of all bad choices, Bill de Blasio. And he is making some really crazy and really reckless statements about exactly how um, we should beat coronavirus. I'm going to tell you about that after the break.
2: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
1: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
3: Oh, back on coronavirus and the fact that this is becoming more and more um, something that these people that are in charge are, are using to control you. Um, Bill de Blasio is probably one of the worst mayors in the history of New York City. He is universally despised. Um, by all New Yorkers, regardless of you know whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, whether you're right or left, liberal or conservative, hate for Bill de Blasio is a bipartisan effort in New York City. He has destroyed that city. And I know that sometimes it's very... This is very New York-centric, and I'm not one of these people that thinks that New York City is the center of the universe, because it is most certainly not. But to understand um, the level of coronavirus hysteria that exists in some pockets of this country, you have to talk about New York City, because it is the epicenter not only of the coronavirus pandemic, but of the hysteria that continues to happen. Because of this coronavirus. And the craziest thing to me is, like I said, guys, this is two years into this. And people are still doing this. So de Blasio went on CNN. Um, he talked to Smircomish. Um, And so this is a safe, a, a, safe sp- a safe space for de Blasio to go to go spout his nonsense. I'm telling you, this man is going to be a mayor for about 11 more days. And, you know, look, his the end of his tenure cannot come soon enough. But this is what he had to say on CNN.
1: People want to lead their lives. And I mean, the hard thing, and, you know,
3: I feel it here in New York City. Yeah. By the way, I'm from Philadelphia, so it's
1: not like I, 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 I live in a rural area. Um, but I feel it in every block that I walk in New York City. But if I were in the middle part of the country with you, I don't think we'd see masks. I don't think we'd be showing our Vax cards anywhere. So I come back to that point where unless everybody's on the same page in the country, we're kind of screwed. And you know how you
3: get on the same page. People have to lead. So, look, I believe with enough leadership – enough mandates. We're going to get a hell of a lot more people vaccinated. The more people vaccinated, the more we actually make the transition to a time when COVID is in the background, not the foreground. And we know these mandates work and we know people respond. Look, human beings are pretty predictable. If you say your paycheck depends on it or your ability to enjoy life and go do the things you want to do, people will make the practical decision overwhelmingly and they'll go get vaccinated. But we aren't pushing hard enough. We got to go farther. They have to go further, folks. They have to go further. This is what he is saying. He is saying that the reason that coronavirus is a little thing, the reason that um, people are so giddy and all that stuff, is that they haven't pushed hard enough on mandates. And they haven't told enough people that their livelihoods depend on it. And they haven't told enough people that they're going to get fired if they don't do this. And they haven't um, locked enough people out of restaurants and culture and theater and art and things like that in New York City. They've got to go further. And you have to understand, the reason why I am so skeptical that coronavirus is ever going to be over Um, in, In some of these cities is because people like Bill de Blasio like it too much. I have told you guys this for months. These people, these very, these deeply, deeply unimpressive people that are in charge. Like coronavirus too much. They like the power that comes with it. They like the authority that comes with it. They like the idea that they're doing something for the greater good. This is what we're always told. We're always told that this is for the greater good. And, you know, we're going into two year two um, of 15 days to slow the spread, and people are still doing this. And like I said, I bring up New York City because you have to understand that the vast majority of the country has moved on from this, okay? I live in, in Florida. Florida is free. Florida is open. Florida is happy. Um, the only people you really see wearing masks in Florida are our elderly people or um, people that that work. And I don't even really want the um, the employees to be wearing masks anymore. I'm over it. I don't want waiter to be wearing a mask. I don't want the grocery people to be wearing. Like, if they want to wear masks so that they can feel more comfortable, absolutely. But I don't want... Them to have to wear masks as a condition of their employment, um, in the service industry. I don't like it. It's this weird class thing that I do not like, and it just may. It just it's not normal. Um, that's the only abnormal thing about living in in uh, Florida right now. But guys, this will not stop, and it will not stop because Democrats are failing. And it is really as simple as that. This will not stop because Democrats are failing. And they know that failure after failure after failure after failure in this White House going into the first year of this presidency, it has been disastrous, folks. Disastrous. And you don't you don't have to be somebody that voted for Trump to see this. You don't have to be somebody that is just a hardcore Republican that would never have voted for Biden in a million years to see this. He has disappointed everybody. He has disappointed the moderates that he ran a con on um, by promising that he was going to be some uniter that was going to bring this country together when the hardcore political hacks that are behind him – um, have made his messaging more divisive than ever. This is somebody that blames people that decide not to get the vaccination for the entire coronavirus pandemic. We are at each other's throats as Americans. And you can't even say anything about um, the fact that this virus came from China without being called a racist, which is completely ridiculous. If China wanted... Not only to completely up in our economy, which they did, not only to completely destroy the world's economy, not only to unleash this virus. If this was the intent and this was unleashed on purpose, which we don't know that it was. I think that equally as devastating as the lives that we have lost to COVID are the lives that we've lost to drug overdoses, of the lives that have been upended to this, but also what it has done to our culture as Americans. People are at each other's throats. We are blaming each other for this and ignoring China, and they're the ones that did this. It is the most bizarre thing in the world, but it is happening right now, and it will continue to happen. And as long as you got people like um, this Wu woman in Boston, as long as you got people like Bill de Blasio, um, as long as you have people like President Biden literally pushing um this message of anger and fear and divisiveness that is centered around a virus that came from a place in the world china that would like nothing more than to destroy america you've got a real problem on your hands folks and so look i don't really know what the answer to this is the only thing that i can say is that people that vote in, people like Bill de Blasio or people like Michelle Wu or it, people like Lori Lightfoot, the people that vote for this stuff have got to start thinking about what they're voting for and have got to start really critically thinking about how we're going to move on from this. Because I'm telling you guys, probably Mike, and you heard it here first, I am done talking about COVID after 2021. I may do like a couple of uh you know year and like yearly wrap up shows you know in early 2022 where I kind of like talk about some of the biggest moments of the year or something like that. But in terms of COVID, I am tired of talking about it. It is time to move on. COVID is not like your susceptibility to masks is not a um, a personality trait. Like your compliance is not a personality trait. If you love the masks and you are, you know, wiping down your seats with disinfectant wipes and all of that other stuff, this is not a personality trait. And we got to stop talking about this. For me, it's going to be easier to not talk about because I will likely not go back to New York for quite some time. Probably not for the rest of the winter, to be sure. But we have got to start moving on from this. But the problem is, is that these people in charge do not want us to move on from this because the second we move on from coronavirus, the second things start getting back to semi-normal, the American people are somehow reminded of their absolute failures of the Biden administration. And then here we are back to square one. I'm over it. Coming up next, speaking and speaking of failure, someone actually asked Kamala Harris a real question and she did not like it. I will tell you who it was and what she said after the break. Step
2: into the world of power, loyalty.
1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith.
3: Speaking of failure, Kamala Harris actually did a real interview um, the other day, and it has gone viral for all of the wrong reasons. So let me set the stage a little bit here. Kamala Harris did an interview with a... Uh, a TV guy, a TV host named Charlemagne the God. If you are a little culturally, um, if you're not, you know, that into culture right now, Charlemagne the God hosts a show called The Breakfast Club, which I personally believe um, it, it's one of the most important radio shows uh, in America. Um, it particularly, is, it's a very, very important radio show to Black America. Very important. So, of course, um, all of the politicians have started making The Breakfast Club. Um, And by extension, the things that Charlemagne does, you know, kind of like their stop when they want to sell propaganda to black folks. So he has a new show on Comedy Central called The God's Honest Truth. Um, And he had this encounter with Kamala Harris. I'm going to play you the whole thing. So at first, you know, he's trying to ask this question and you're going to hear somebody cut in. This is Simone Sanders that's trying to cut in and and kind of in the interview. Um, But he asked the question anyway. So this is what happened. Listen to this. So So who's the real president of this country? Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden? Madam Vice President, come
0: on, Charlemagne. I really, come on. I, it's Joe Biden.
3: I can't no, tell. No, no, sometimes. no, no,
0: no, 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 no. It's Joe Biden, and don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president.
1: Do you think Joe Manchin and, is and a problem? It's Bi-
0: and, it's Bi- and it's Joe Biden, and it's Joe and I'm Vice President. And my name is Kamala Harris, and the reality is because we are in office, we do the things like. The child tax credit, which is going to reduce black child poverty by 50% on track to do that, we do things that are about saying that our Department of Justice is going to do these investigations and require that we end chokeholds and have body cameras. It is the work of saying we're gonna get lead out of pipes and paint because our babies are suffering because of that. It is the work of saying people who ride public transit deserve the same kind of dignity that anybody else does. So let's improve that system. It is the work of saying that we have got to bring down prescription drug costs Because folks who have diabetes should not be dying because they don't have enough money in their pocket.
3: Okay, I'm not even going to play the rest of that because then it goes into basically a stump speech. And there are two schools of thought about this. Um, One school of thought is that this was a little staged because she went expertly right into this sort of campaign stump speech. So that was one school of thought about it. Um, My personal school of thought is that this is not staged. You know, she knows the the points to hit, but it was very interesting. Because these people never do interviews. Um, I don't believe that Kamala Harris has done a press conference um, since she's been vice president. And when you look at a performance like this, you kind of understand why. These people, and this is, again, you know, this is a little bit of media criticism again. These people are so, the concept of taking a real question is so foreign to these people that they do not know how to do it. So they know that they can get away with not having press conferences. Um, they can get away with not asking real questions, they can get away with, you know, sending Soki to take all the arrows for the administration and in in terms of what they're not, what they are doing, what they're not doing. And they know that when they actually go and decide to take a question, you know, you're gonna get softballs um, from black media. And I've talked about Charlemagne the God before. Maybe uh, you know, maybe I'll interview him for this podcast at, at some point. Maybe I'll go on the Breakfast Club. Who knows? But he is the only one that asks these people real questions. Remember, um, back when Hillary Clinton was, you know, on the campaign trail, um, doing her, you know, her black media tour, uh, he was the one that sort of, when she had that infamous hot sauce in the bag moment, which is one of the most cringeworthy things you will ever see from any politician ever. You know, he was the one behind that. That was on the Breakfast Club. And so I think that it's good that he's out there. I think that he is very culturally relevant, and this is the interesting thing too. Um, and as a matter of fact, it's so funny because I was having this conversation with of all people, yeah, name drop alert. So I was in um, in Phoenix, and I was having um, a glass of wine with uh, with Byron Donalds and um, and Madison Cawthorn, and there was a couple people there. And you know, we ta- and I was talking about this with Byron Donalds, and we were talking about sort of um, Charlemagne as a black man, right? And so and I and I think I've told you guys this before. There are black men on the left that or that are democrats or whatever that have a real sense and they know that the democrats have left black men behind. They know that. They 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 instinctively get it that democrats have left black men behind. They get that Democrats don't really care about black men. They get that, you know, the Democrats care about, you know, um, LGBT and and women and all of this other stuff. Black men are few and far between. There's not a message of prosperity coming from Democrats. There's not a message about entrepreneurship. There's certainly not a message about money. Um, This is why black men have been moving over to the Republican Party. And it's very interesting, her first response to being questioned and being asked a real question is to not, is, is don't start talking like a Republican. But do I think that um, Charlemagne is a Republican? Absolutely not. I don't think that Charlemagne would ever vote for a Republican. Um, I don't think that he would ever be seen as even Republican friendly. Um, if a Republican, say, for example, if some of the people that are running in 2024 really do make these black media rounds, which I think they should. I think they should go on his show. I think that they should go on the D- Breakfast Club. I think that they should really be able to answer these questions. Um, and I don't think, honestly, that a lot of these people, whoever's going to run in 2024, um, you can't say that you're taking the black vote seriously if you do not go to these places and ask tough questions, right? But he knows and he gets that sense that Democrats have left black men behind. And this is why so many black men you know, are becoming either conservative or Republican or just apolitical, um, because they know these Democrats have left them behind. And I get that sense from him, and just like I get the sense from Dave Chappelle that he knows that there's kind of no place um, in their minds, there's no place for, for black men there anymore um, in, the, in the Democrat Party. And it's hard for the Democratic Party to create a space for black men when there is no message of entrepreneurship, um, when there is no message of prosperity, when there is no message of business ownership. When there is no message about these things that men, but but particularly black men, are going to find interesting to a candidate, there is nothing there. And it is for a lot of these reasons, and seeing Kamala Harris flip out like this, I mean, this is just not a good moment. And you know... The crowd that this is for, that sort of, you know, the black crowd that's going on The Shade Room and that's watching this clip and they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, sister girl Kamala Harris started waving that neck and putting that finger up and, oh, she told him blah, blah, blah. That is such low-hanging fruit because this audience is like... They're not aware that she is doing absolutely nothing. Like, are you not aware that your groceries are more expensive? Are you not aware that things are more expensive? Are you just not aware of just the base of, of gas being more expensive? Are you not aware of just some fundamental basic aspects of your life just being worse now than they were at this time last year in ways um, that are completely irrelevant to coronavirus? And I wonder sometimes. I truly do wonder. Um, if people are going to get the memo. But this response, it shows you who Kamala Harris is. It shows you um, why these people are not giving her real questions. Um, and it shows me, again, that Charlemagne is is a very, very, I would say, important black male voice. Um, he's, a, he's an important voice in the black community, but he is one of the only black male voices in the community. And it's super interesting that... There was no sort of like cancellation campaign against Charlemagne the God, or oh, Charlemagne the God's a Republican, or anything like this after this. I think, honestly, that people are starting to get fed up. And people, people in general, are starting to get the memo on this stuff, but Black people are starting to get the memo about the ways in which we are played over and over and over again by these Democrats. Kamala Harris is doing absolutely nothing. She's I mean, she's not doing anything. She's not doing press conferences. She's not doing the border. She is doing absolutely nothing but trying to become the first female president. And she is not on a good path because God knows she's not doing a great job as the first female vice president. Before we go, I want to thank my fellow problematics so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review and rate us with five stars on Apple Podcasts. You can also find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at RobSmithOnline. Special thanks to our producer, Robert Borowski, and executive producers, Debbie Myers, and Speaker Newt Gingrich, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. Part of the Gingrich
1: 360 Network. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies. Hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.